from Pasadena, California. And I am Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from Vancouver, Canada. And I'm Joanna Boyd, also a clinical counselor from just outside Vancouver, Canada. And I'm Chris Boyd, also a clinical counselor, psychotherapist from the same spot, Vancouver. Vancouver. (laughs) All right. And also my brother. That's right. You guys are siblings. That is true. Uh, so, how's everyone doing here? A couple weeks before Christmas, the first night of Hanukkah, I believe? Yes. Yes? It is true. It is true. I was wondering if anyone has weird Christmas traditions, because I heard of one from the East Coast of Canada that I thought I would share. Okay. wonder if anyone else has weird or interesting Christmas traditions. Uh, let me see. Traditions. We usually eat some uh, spaghetti the night before. <laughs> That's awesome. Christmas Eve. We usually have spaghetti. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's weird. We, we kind of do one present uh, the night on Christmas Eve, open the rest in the morning. Um, we usually have a big, uh, big brunch Christmas afternoon, midday. And then everyone probably, well, at least I do, take a nap in the Christmas afternoon because the day is kind of exhausting. So all that spaghetti that you have, all that spaghetti, all those carbs, you bet, wears me down. Something. It's not super. I guess I don't know if it'd be weird, but for Chris and I growing up, we'd have something called tortiere, uh, which is a spiced meat pie, and we'd have that at midnight with champagne. Whoa. Um, well, we wouldn't have the champagne part, but. <laughs> Um, maybe a sip here or there, but uh, that was something we'd have at midnight on Christmas Eve. So a little bit of a French Canadian yeah. thing. Tortiere. Oh, Tortiere, yeah. We would also have a, um, it's a Danish tradition. Before dinner on Christmas Eve, we'd have a rice pudding. And in one of the rice puddings is an almond. Whoever gets it, who's lucky enough to get it, usually gets a prize of some kind, which is usually a box of chocolates. But it's always a mystery. We're always looking at each other and seeing who has it. And it's always someone's hiding it in their cheek or it's always uh, people just testing it with their spoon. So it's quite, yeah. I guess we won't do that this year. Shoot. Anyways, yeah, another thing. Yeah, only one person actually finishes their rice pudding. But... My dad. <laughs> What's the in rice pudding? Is it? It's literally rice and like a milk. Milk, maybe? And it's just stove top until it um they're putting yeah just putting consistency and they put cinnamon on top and there might be some nutmeg in there maybe or something like that yeah here we go you, you sprinkle uh, uh cinnamon and sugar on top and uh then you enjoy you may pour some milk or cream on it as well stir it up it puts some pumpkin spice on there mm-hmm. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some good steps here guys you you really doing it yeah your traditions their traditions are awesome i i want to steal all of those that sounds great so the one from the east coast of canada is called mummerine okay and so it is like caroline 
but you dress in odd garb, including covering your face so nobody can see you. And then you go with your friends or family. So like all four of us would get dressed up in interesting garb and make sure our whole faces were covered. And then we go to someone's house and knock on the door and start singing. Sometimes they invite themselves into the house and they sing a song. And then the, the people in the home have to guess who you are. And then they give you a bottle of liquor and then you leave. But you never actually reveal who you are. So I found a picture and I'll show you through here. These are people going to Mummer. Oh my gosh. She found the same picture. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and then what this creepy. thing is. Uh, they have their here, sticks. They have their ugly sticks. So an ugly stick is when you have a mop and you turn it upside down and secure it into a boot. And then you attach bottle caps to it. And then you like bang it up and down and it becomes an instrument. Anyways, I just learned about this the other week and I thought I would share it. Mummerine. Those, those costumes look kind of grotesque. Terrifying. These ones They're were the fun ones that we found though. These so ones creepy. creepy. So creepy. And like there's videos, there's like a song and like these people just like enter your house and stand around and sing a song. And yeah, you're supposed to like clap along and, and then give them alcohol and then they leave. Oh, and, and you guess, but you don't get any confirmation of whether or not you're right or wrong. Just that's right. But you can be like, "Oh, that's Joe from the grocery store." And so like, how? Uh, yeah. How many bottles of liquor are we talking? You're supposed to like have a whole bunch stocked, and every time someone comes, you just have to give them like. I, I don't really know. We're gonna have to look up those details. I just thought it was. Yeah. And just hope that they don't. So uh, are we doing this this year? We can't. We can't go to people's. Oh, that's home, true. I know. But yeah. you stand could, you outside. Know, you could wear a mask. Just show up at people's houses wearing one of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is that's horrifying. I don't. I don't. I mean, there must be some significance to that. You know, maybe scaring out the 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 demons so that uh, it can make way for the joy of Christmas or something. But that is really scary. <laughs> so weird. But next year I'll do it for sure. Mm. I'm pretty sure everyone I'll know is me because they'll be like nobody else does this. <laughs> I join you. I I'm, I'll come up there to do it because if I did that here, I'd get shot in like the second house I went to. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. the hell is this guy in this crazy mask coming in and singing with this ugly stick? Yeah, I think <laughs> that would definitely get me some bullets. Wow, <laughs> that's wild. Well, that's fun. That's uh, who knew? I love it. I love it. Where so? Where east are we talking? Is this? Uh, I think it's Prince in Newfoundland. Edward? Newfoundland. Okay. Yeah, yeah. St. John's, Newfoundland. I think. Well, that's my guess based on the ugly sticks. I don't know if there's listeners out there. From yes. The of Canada, you gotta let us know about mummerine and ugly sticks and why this happens and what's the deal. Absolutely. We want to know more. Uh, hailing all mummers from. Uh, oh, you got to hold it a bit. There you go. <laughs> all mummers from Eastern Canada, reach us at info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. There we oh, are. Really? Can you send that one, Kirk? That's really amazing. I'll send you the uh, the song. We found a mummer's song. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, oh, it's so weird. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ambush. What's going on? <laughs> one other thing I wanted to say since we're mentioning uh, listeners and all of that. Um, I was I always listen to audiobooks. That's kind of my thing. I, I listen to audiobooks for the last few years. It helps me 
say that I read something by just passively listening to it. Um, actually, it's, it, I love it because I've, I've plowed through hundreds of books uh, just, just by listening to them. And when I used to commute, that was very, very helpful for me. Um, believe it or not, I was on there and I noticed that Audible offers podcasts and I uh, looked at the podcast. I looked at some of the podcasts they were showing me. And I thought, huh, this is weird. And I typed in our podcast and sure enough, we are listed. We're there. You can get the Mental Health Bootcamp podcast through Audible if you'd like. So just something for you to know. If you don't want to go through iTunes or any of the other apps and you have Audible, it's as easy as that. You can subscribe right there. So just want to let you know. Awesome. Public service announcement. So, okay. Uh, it is ambush time. That's where one of us knows the topic. The th other three of us do not, and they are ambushed by it. So which one of you guys uh, has got it tonight? Mm, not me. Not me. I think, I think it's you there, right, guy? Uh-oh. Yes. Just kidding. It's me. <laughs> What a turkey. What? <laughs> what a turkey. Okay, I'm sending the ambush question to me. Send and receive. Here we go. Wow, that ah. was express mail. It was express. It's very short where I'm in the same zip code as me. Um, here we go. What is burnout? How can we distinguish it from just being tired? And what can we do about it? What is burnout? That is a good one. Distinguish from being tired and what can we do about burnout? I read a statistic today that said that they did some someone did some massive uh, research study of hundreds of thousands of Americans I believe and asked them uh burnout questions and they were saying that uh, the numbers compared to other years, the numbers of people saying that they are burned out is 50% higher than usual. Mm. And the numbers, um, and they've been looking at it every month since uh, March. I think they've been doing it every month, but they, they were recording the months from March till the present. And it's, it's rising at a steady rate uh, every month, the uh, people who are claiming to feel burned out. So it's kind of an epidemic. So I'm wondering, what do you think it is? And uh, what can we do about it? What do you think, Ryan? Like, um, meaning, why do you think that the rates are higher? Do you think it's uh, hmm. that the rates are higher or that um, it's a term people are more familiar with now, so they're using it more? Or like context of the world, just a snapshot we can discuss? Yeah, well, I would say that... I think that there's something particular to this pandemic that is causing people to feel more burned out. And, and by the way, this research was about people feeling burned out at their work. Um, mm. But I, I believe that burnout can apply to all other areas of your life oh, yeah. as well, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but in the context of work, I think that work for people who are fortunate enough to still have a job, um, the, the the grind of of the work has been much more difficult. You, we have all of the the challenging parts of work, oftentimes, but with that with fewer benefits. You know, people aren't having the social time really with their peers. They're having uh, if you have a job where it requires you to look at a screen all day or have meetings on video all day, that's shown to be uh, exhausting for people as well. 
Uh, I'm yeah. sure there's not a commute, which is beneficial for a lot of folks, but, uh, and just, just the, just the kind of ever present worry and wondering when is this going to be over, I think is, has a cumulative effect as well. So mm-hmm. I just think there are yeah. multiple factors that are leading people to feel work wise. And I certainly feel like parenting wise and relationship wise, people are burning out uh, at a high rate right now. Mm-hmm. So how would we define burnout? I asked you. Oh, I, well, what comes to mind for me would be um, just the effects, emo- like emotionally, mentally, physically, um, of prolonged stress. Um, so it's just maybe excessive, prolonged stress, and how that impacts us in all the in those areas. So that's mm-hmm. what I would think about. There's probably something more to it, but sure. Um, a key marker for me for burnout, which would differentiate it, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, is compassion fatigue. When we no longer have the capability or ability to be compassionate towards other people um, or other situations. So that part's gone a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it's hard to dig that out. Yeah. Chris, do you have something? Yeah. I would just say like the uh, lack of functioning. So during our mental health boot camp podcast, we talk a lot about balance. So focus time is important, for instance, with jobs, but we also need to connect and we need to engage in hobbies and downtime. And so I think burnout is when it's out of whack and uh, we're not able to function like we typically do. And a certain time negative impacts in terms of your physical health, your mental health, um, what's going on socially, what's going on at work. So kind of reaching that threshold and uh, starting to have some, some pretty negative effects on your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Stress, <clears throat> with stress being a contributor is part of your question like how is it different from stress right I think stress is an ingredient that leads to burnout mm-hmm. tired I think he's a tired right oh being yeah tired versus but yeah, tired yeah, but... is a component too mm-hmm. yeah, it's all interconnected isn't it I believe so. Yeah, I would. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think. Uh, I think a lot of what you're talking about are like the components that lead to burnout. You know, prolonged stress, right? Prolonged stress and and lack of like rejuvenation certainly mm-hmm. lead to burnout, and then it results in things like lower energy and uh, and the the fatigue that you're talking about, Brooke. I totally mm-hmm. agree with that. I guess I I would say that that burnout is that uh, is is a place where you have uh, yeah, fewer resources, and it feels like it's it takes greater effort to to do uh, the work that uh, maybe took less effort previously. You know, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like when you think when you're thinking about, oh my gosh, it takes so much to just enter into a meeting, or oh, I've got to write a, a one page thing, or something like that. Just to do a little bit of work feels like oh, it's going to take so much effort to do it. You're, so you're saying that. Uh, it would be like shutting down or just having a harder time engaging in life tasks because sometimes I think of when I see someone who's burnt out or when I've felt burnt out, sometimes it's reactivity as well, right? Like you're still trying to go to that meeting, but you're not firing in all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have a hard time yeah, engaging fully in, in the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Everything feels sluggish. I think it's sometimes hard to, I think it's important to note like for me personally, I always thought I dealt with, in this case, stress well. And I was like, oh, you know, stress, whether work or personal life. And then I think a few years ago, I could fit say, I think I reached burnout. I think there's a lot of stresses at work, a lot of stressful cases. Um, 
personal, there's people in my personal life who were struggling and I was really putting a lot of attention to. And it was just all, it was just over a certain time nonstop. And I think I found myself not wanting to be around people. I found myself just being a bit more drained, like a lot more drained and just needing time away. That was my indicator of, whoa, I think I just need a break. I found I wasn't reaching out to people as much or checking in with those people I normally would or Mm -hmm. so it probably shows up differently for people but I was I'd never experienced burnout before and I think I was in it and I was like whoa okay I always thought that maybe I'd be more aware of this but here I am and it was a lesson learned to be more mindful I think yeah Yeah. I think it can come to like you said Joanna for you it was a very stressful time and there were a lot of things going on um so for me that happens too, but I fall in the trap of the saying yes all the time. So I kind of mm-hmm. get myself into it. Um, so for me, part of preventing burnout is making sure that I'm putting boundaries mm-hmm. around things. And I know when those boundaries start to fall, that I'm treading on dangerous waters. Like I'm saying yes to too many things or my day's taken up or whatever. Um, yeah. 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 It can be really yeah. tough. Yeah, for sure. Like a few months ago, I think I, I think I told Brooke, actually, I'm like, it feels like I'm on the fast lane to burnout town here with all these obligations and tasks. And it seems like you're treading water and you just, you can't stay afloat. There's too many things to do and not enough time to accomplish it all. Sure. Um, so making that effort to step back a bit or, or yeah, Brooke mentioned boundaries is so important because especially in our profession is, you know, we want to be there and help support people. But how the heck do you support people if, if we're not looking out for our own mm-hmm. mental health and well-being? Certainly. So I think, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely the recipe there. We, and if you, if you consider us, each of us, like a, like we're a bucket and we need to have something poured into us, you know, energy kind of poured into us through various places, whether that's relationships or good rest or vacations or things to feel hopeful about or having a good dog to pet, right, Brooke? I mean, that sort of thing. Um, these things that feed us uh, and kind of restore our resources versus the amount that we're kind of pouring out and giving in other areas of our life or other areas of our jobs or those sorts of things. And if there's an imbalance there, if we're not getting enough pouring in and we're pouring too much out, then there's going to be a deficit before too long. And that's where I think burnout really hits is when mm-hmm. people don't have anything left to give or they're, they're, for, they're foreseeing, I can't, I don't know if they can do this much longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, then certain problems can happen, right? People, again, thinking of work, but people can start to, uh, to perform poorly. You know, maybe they, they, they miss tasks or, or make mistakes, things like that, where they they just couldn't concentrate well enough to do the job and uh, they could risk losing their job. Or if their if their job is a high stakes job, maybe other people are other people's money or other people's lives or anything are at stake. We certainly don't want uh, those people burning out because Mm -hmm. uh, the implications could be pretty tragic, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, so kind of like chaos or rigidity. Sometimes, um, you know, we can see behaviors from either category. But it's tough, though, for especially during this COVID time because people are working from home and they're stepping into multiple roles. You know, parents are not just parents. They're parents and teachers and and, – you know, they're trying to support their families and as well as work at the same time. So um, it must be tough for a lot of people out there when it feels like you can't get that downtime or you can't escape from that. Mm-hmm. Well, that and, uh, or I've noticed this with COVID and all the restrictions, the ways that you would normally fill your cup 
the, norm, yeah. the ways you would normally replenish are limited or you're not able to do them. Um, you know, if you are someone that goes to the gym, you probably aren't doing that. If it's someone that connects with other people um, or if you're an extrovert and need certain like stimulation from being in uh, going to see live, live music or something like that, you can't do those things that you would normally do. Yeah. Right. And so I think uh, the creativity of how do I replenish now? So not only are you learning a new way to do it, so it's not going to be as efficient anyway, it's not going to be as comforting. Plus yeah. all these extra demands, it's, it's a double whammy. Yeah, or they, they fill up that cup with booze to, to numb it, or they blow off steam by, by, I don't know, through anger or whatever it might be, and that can create a lot of damage to those connections in their lives. Um, just to, to make it personal, how, how burned out do you guys feel these days? in various areas of your life, you know? Are any of you nearing that point or? Like currently in this exact moment? Sure, sure, just today. I don't think I'm tickling burnout. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you winking at it? I might be winking at it, but I'm not tickling it, you know? So, because it, it's just, <laughs> It, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to having some time off. So that's why I'm like, I'm ready for time off. So if I weren't going to have that, then that would be really challenging. Yeah. Um, earlier this year, I felt more burnt out, but then I, I stepped back from some responsibilities and things and took some time off and tried to tone things down. Yeah. Nice. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that I've felt like truly burnt out since being in school, maybe. No, I'm lying. Never mind. <laughs> or when you I started that out. business or when I decided to join the board at Rotary or no, I get burnt out once a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think for me it was a few months ago. I, I don't think I was fully fully burnt out, but as I mentioned earlier, I felt like I was on the express lane to to being burnt out. So had to step back a bit and have a bit of time off extended weekends or you know, getting um i guess during COVID is tough but mm -hmm. in the past trying to get away a bit just get out into nature in some way yeah. so i do have those go-to ways to try to rejuvenate yes well we'll get into that we'll get into that a little bit more and we get to the, what can we do about it but i'm just curious if you guys have ever experienced it what about you joe yeah, I think um, I got a big note when I first truly felt an experience of burnout was a few years ago, and that was just very blatant for me. Yeah. Um, and I think I've done my best to be aware of maybe how stress gets to me. That was just a learning experience. I didn't really, it was sneaky. I was getting, it was a sneaky burnout. Um, so now I'm like, okay, things are getting to me a little bit more. So I, I wouldn't say I'm on the verge of burnout right now, but I think high stress, right? With COVID, with thinking about the holidays and, and I have my roller coaster of emotions with that, but I don't think I'm at the point where um, I'm kind of, yeah, burn, uh, yeah, it doesn't fit for me right now. But I think I'm just trying to navigate the stress of everything, allow myself some outlets and we'll get into that stuff. But I think yeah. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, and I think that's because of some lessons learned, but sometimes it's hard. I don't know, especially when resources aren't as available as we noted. Oh yes. Where life is just throwing you all these curveballs, and you're like, ah, oh, I have to worry about this now, and you try to, yeah. How about you, um, Ryan? I I 
I'm fortunate that I don't really feel burned out right now. Um, I also, I find that I, I feel more burned out when I'm doing a lot of things that I don't, that don't really feed me. You know, if I feel mm -hmm. like I'm kind of obligated to do a bunch of things that aren't really all that uh, enjoyable for me. Um, but right now I feel like I'm doing a lot of things I, I'd like to do that actually invigorate me. I like, I love doing therapy. I love doing this podcast. I like making music. I like writing. I like most writing. Sometimes I like writing. Let me put it that way. Um, but earlier, like it, when at the beginning of the, the pandemic, uh, say like April, May or so, uh, I was, I think I was pretty, I was burning out a lot. I was writing that book and I was um, just feeling a lot of the strain, you know, of, of teaching my kids school and it was, it was hard. It felt, and then, and then when it's getting hot outside and it was like too hot to go out and exercise, that was, those, those, those were hard days. Um, right now though, weather's beautiful and lovely Los Angeles. So best time of the year for me. So I like this. I'm feeling okay. Okay. So, so let's get to some of these ideas. What can we do about it? Um, I guess across context, whether it's burnout again with, uh, with family time, burning out with uh, schoolwork if you're in school. Oh, that was definitely a time I was burned out. Towards the end of graduate school, oh man, I was so done. My graduate program was six years and I think I burned out about three years into it. So <laughs> I was so ready to be done there. It's like, it's grueling. It's such an interesting thing. Oh. I didn't find that like it was hard. It was just a lot of things to do. Oh, so much. Uh, yes. So people could be burning out from many different things right now. What do you, what do you think we can, can do to, how can we help people with this? What can we suggest? I think step one is, uh, awareness, hmm. which everyone's going to have to do their own piece and reflecting on of taking an inventory of themselves. Like, am I, am I doing the things, my basic self-care things? Am I, um, finding enjoyment in things? Am I, what are my relationships looking like? Am I still excited to do stuff or um, am I kind of apathetic? I know that a lot of that sometimes, some of these signs might uh, mimic or mirror anxiety or depression as well. So watch out for it. But yeah, you're just going to have to get to know your own signs first so that you, you know what's happening. Okay. I know for me, I know when I start fantasizing about that minimum wage job I had mowing grass on a golf course, uh, <laughs> starting at starting at six in the morning and going out there and just making my $5 an hour or whatever it was. Um, when I start fantasizing thinking, man, I'd really rather be there. That's what I think I know I'm burning out. There's my, <laughs> my tipping point right there. That's a good one. Yeah, do you ever do that, Joe? Uh, imagine working back in the parks. Oh, I we, think about it a lot. We had this summer job where, uh, in a regional park close by and you got actually paid quite well but so you well. you kind of do a bit of minor park maintenance work and um patrol the beach but a lot of it's just walking they just pruning back bushes picking up garbage just by the ocean there's also a lake in the park as well so. wow sounds nice yeah, yeah that, so that, that uh, kind of resonates a bit yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. Um, so yes, awareness. Anyway, back to your point, Brooke. Awareness is, a, is key, I think, with most mental health issues. Being aware, being able to say, okay, wait a minute. This is more than just feeling a little stressed out. I've been feeling this way for a while. 
I'm, uh, I'm really loathing uh, this task that I'm doing and, and kind of wanting to avoid it, not wanting to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just you feels really drained. draining. Yeah, yeah, drained. Yeah. Sure. Drained, sure. Right? There could be dread. Yeah. yeah. Because I, that was the thing for me. I just dreading checking in with people if I know that I just don't have the capacity to listen or, and mm. not so much, or yeah, just a lot of, yeah, for me, that yeah. was. Yeah, it could be physical sensations, headaches, just feeling groggy down. Um, but yeah, the emotional stuff, yeah, lack of motivation, you know, feeling helpless. Yeah. Stuff like I, that. Yeah. I, I guess I, if you have the option to really just, oh, maybe take little moments for yourself or be able to have little moments of mental vacations or uh, little, you know, breaks to try to get outside or um, just make any little minor changes in your day. Like when I think about trying to suggest things to people, I also want to keep in mind right now that there's people who don't really have a lot of options to change right. their life in different ways. And so what do we give those people? Like sure. I had a friend who had an ailing dad and how she was working full time and she was going to school and it's like, she didn't have a choice but to keep going. And it's like, what yeah. do those people do? Right? Like you can't be like, well, just take an hour for yourself every day. It's like they don't yeah. have that time. But I do yeah. think, yeah, I think it's important to, to, stop and kind of take inventory and see what things you can change if there is anything right? right to see okay what is it you know do i have some things that are just sort of self-imposed that i'm doing that are actually stressing me out because we all if you think about it we can do that sometimes too like mm-hmm. i'm making myself do something that is really not necessary but uh and it's stressing me out right mm-hmm. or if there's anything you can choose to take off your plate uh-huh to right. make it easier for yourself, right? Like it's not the time to be after perfection or chasing expectation. There is no expectation. There are no rules right now. Like you need to kind of decide what you want to do. So like if you're like, no, I have to eat super healthy right now because I'm doing a fitness challenge. Sometimes us up here, Joanna and I like those types of things. But maybe if you're in the middle of burnout, that's the that's the time to be like, this actually isn't helping me right now. Sure, eating well helps me, but if I, if it's an expectation that I have on myself, it's maybe it's adding pressure. And hey, you sure. know, what? hey, this week I'm just gonna get breakfast at McDonald's because yep. that's gonna make my life easier, and that's okay. Yes, if I'm spending two and a half hours making all my organic vegan meals all the time, then maybe <laughs> I can find. Uh, a, a little more time to, to rest or do something else uh, with that time, you know? Potentially, yeah. like just as an example, right? Yes, something, yes. Something to give yourself permission. Um, there was, I forget where I read it, but uh, it was like just a little story mm-hmm. of an example of throwing these rules out and it was a therapist and a client and then the client was like, oh, well right now what's stressing me out is I ha- I'm gonna go home and I have to do the dishes. And the therapist said, well, why don't you just put them in the dishwasher? And and they're like, well, it's going to take an hour and they don't clean very well. My dishwasher doesn't clean very well, but these dishes are stressing me out. And the therapist said, well, then run it two times, run it three times, run it four times if you need to. It's like, get rid of that expectation for yourself. Like whatever's going to make your life easier right now, maybe that's what we need to do. I like it. And still accomplish or get the things done you need to do. So if you need to take some of your clothes to the dry cleaner this week, I know that that's speaking from privilege because you might, somebody would have to afford to be able to afford to do so. Sure. And if you're able 
to do that, go for it. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think maximizing, you know, being strategic in terms of um, the downtime. So if you're taking a break from work or when the kids are down for a nap, what can you do during that short amount of time for yourself? Um, yes. Uh, yes. Let me piggyback on that just for a second and say that um, that not all not all of what we consider relaxing is actually relaxing. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, doom scrolling through your uh, your your newsfeed is not relaxing. Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, some TV pro programs can be relaxing. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you're still kind of getting emotionally involved or something like that. So I, I like to ask people to try to intentionally relax, you know, uh, 15 minutes of, of meditation or deep breathing or reading a book in a, in a chair could be better for you than two hours of watching a stressful movie <laughs> or, yeah. or, or scrolling through your Instagram or Twitter or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. On, on that note, Ryan, I agree. I agree. Like sometimes I, point out to clients, I'm like, can you pay attention between now and the next time I see you, what you enjoy in your day? Can you just like break down these activities and pay attention to what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy? Um, and why don't we just, you know, try and not do the things that are not bringing you pleasure or amp the other simple things. Like um, if you like a certain type of tea, great. Awesome. We're going to do that. You enjoy brushing your teeth. Great. We're gonna make sure you brush your teeth. And maybe there's things that you don't enjoy that are easy enough to change, like um, the radio station in the car or scrolling the news. If you realize you're scrolling the news, but you don't actually enjoy it, maybe we need to pay attention to that. Good point. Yeah. And it might be like interesting things too that are unique to you. So for instance, when I have a break, um, instead of, you know, I could catch up on a report or scroll the news but today i actually looked at uh realty i'm not in a position to buy any real estate but i just like looking at uh, layouts of houses and and uh yeah the unique design elements and stuff and but i feel a little more rejuvenated after that so 20 minutes of doing that half an hour doing that whatever it might be is <clears throat> way better time spent that's great and, uh, <clears throat> you know again scrolling through the news or or um, watching YouTube videos. There we go. I uh, I spent 20 minutes today uh, putting together my my mummery mask. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Mummery? No, mummery. I think so. Yeah. Mummerine or mummer. You would yeah. be a mummer. I put together my mummer mask and it was <laughs> horrifying and, and very relaxing. <laughs> it was really nice. And yet that's yeah. in some way. Yes, Boston creativity. That's good. There we go. It may lead to some connection, sort of. Just don't get shot. Yeah, as you mentioned. <laughs> I think okay. uh, a purposeful short time could be used well, right? It could be five minutes, but if you're purposefully, you know, doing something to, you know, be in the present moment or to focus on yourself, on your body, or just, you know, a little mental vacation, I think that could make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get outside, right? The yeah, fresh air and nature is huge. Yeah. And if you find you're distracted by all the things you need to do in your mind, then just focus on what's around you. Point out there's a tree, you know, yeah. there's, there's a squirrel. <laughs> Sometimes I choose not to focus at all. Sometimes it's like stimulation break. Mm. Lie on the floor and turn the lights off. 
for 10 minutes. Mm. My intent is not to fall asleep, but my intent is like, there's, there's so much going on in the world with all the senses that, but again, I'm very visceral for myself personally. So sometimes I just need stimulation break. Yeah. I also uh, try to put things in perspective a bit. So hmm. we talk a lot, almost every week about Victor Frankl, who wrote a book, A Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, <laughs> we met at this uh, conference in DC, as our long-term listeners probably know, and they have the Holocaust Museum there. And they take you through this very impactful journey Oh, man. And uh, I still have that passport book from that from that uh, tour in, in my office. And sometimes I look at that and I think of Victor and what they had to deal with on a daily basis it may seem really extreme, but I'm like, okay, if, if they can get through that, I can get through this. Or trying to think of the whole COVID situation. Like it's been brought up, you know, it's a couple of times this, this week about how this is not the first time we've had an odd Christmas. There's a lot of people over the past 40, 50 years have lived through wars and, and haven't been able to be your loved ones and there were curfews and, and food rations and, and you name it, right? So there's been a lot of odd Christmases, including probably the very first one. So, you know, what can we focus on and, and, and inspecting every situation for positive elements, no matter how small those might be. That's great. I love that, Chris. I'm going to make uh, another one other appeal here, which is uh, for for being social, for talking about it, you know? I think a lot of people, if even if they become aware of their burnout, they feel like, oh, I can't, I don't wanna talk, I don't wanna talk to people about it. I don't wanna burden others with this, or I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, bring someone else down or- Or ask for help. Or ask for, ask help. for help. I don't wanna ask for help, definitely. Sure, I don't wanna show weakness or, there could be so many different reasons for people to say, I'm gonna keep this inside and, Boy, for a lot of people, just being able to, to share it, just to get it off their chest and say, you know what, I'm really tired right now, or I really feel like I'm dragging, or I'm, I'm burning out. And just to hear some assurance from someone else, or maybe to hear, yeah, I feel that way too, or to hear that, uh, that they're not, you know, they're not being unreasonable for feeling that way. Just that little bit can make such a difference for people. And so I will definitely encourage folks to to talk about it, just like we did earlier in this in this talk. You know, hey, let's just check in. How, how burned out are you guys feeling? You know, turns out none of us are particularly burned out right now. But if uh, one of us were, I don't think we'd uh, shame them for it, right? We'd <laughs> empathize and talk about it and try to do what we can to support, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then on this topic as well, um, I just. Yeah, I would like to mention that recovery from burnout is going to take however long it's going to take, and we don't need to put a timeline or judgment on that because everyone is different. Um, uh, Chris and I co-own a a wellness center together. So in this wellness center, we have holistic practitioners. So there's massage therapists and chiros and dietitians and that kind of stuff. And I was talking with one of the massage therapists He's working really, really hard right now. Uh, and he's going to take a month off in January to regroup and reset because he's starting to feel burnt out, which is good. He's putting some boundaries. But I guess he was listening to, to a podcast or watched a show with Matthew McConaughey, uh, who mentioned he often takes a month off at a time because for him, it takes him two weeks before he gets to a point where he feels he's actually starting to recover. 
So for him to get to zero before he actually starts improving takes two weeks. And this massage therapist that we work with echoed that where he's mentioned in the past, he's noticed that it takes about two weeks before he starts that his body's actually starting to the recovery process. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So it, it might take a little bit of time, especially if you need to keep your commitments, right? Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever taken a month off. I've never. It sounds appealing, but I I've gone, know. I've traveled. Yeah. For yeah. That of time? I've traveled. Well, but that was a bit of a, I was in a bit of a limbo period there. So it was um, between degrees and I went away for three months. Three so, months. Awesome. But I feel like now that I'm working in what I am, I probably wouldn't go away for that period of time. I think we went away to Europe for three weeks there, Chris. But I think three weeks is the most I've done. Yeah, I think it was just over two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Gone. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Sorry. That. I guess it was just over two weeks. But. Yeah. I don't think I've taken yeah. two consecutive work weeks. I've taken one work week, and then, you know, you have your weekends on either end. And that was including, I went to Stockholm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd only taken one work week. Wow. I'm going to, I was just thinking about something. Um, another symptom of burnout, which I just realized that I've experienced in the past, is you actually feel numb. You feel like, yeah. maybe, I don't know if that resonates with you. It's like a sensation in the, the core of the body. And you're just like, I'm done. I'm toast. Like there's no highs. There's no lows anymore. Mm -hmm. This kind of hit me a second ago. Sort of derail the uh, topic there a bit. But Yeah, sorry. sometimes I, I call it a dead banana. <laughs> just the kind of banana you like to eat, Brooke. Pass that. <laughs> Pass that, Joanna. Or like, you're I feel frozen? like a dead banana. Your frozen banana? No. No. Definitely a freezer banana, Chris, for sure. Just for for people, there's there's kind of an inside thing with the banana stuff here. Uh, myself, I really like a banana that's just nice and purely yellow. Just a nice medium yellow and a, not a lot of spots. Brooke likes her bananas a little more freckled. ripe than that. Freckled. freckled. Not cheetahs, but freckles. On okay. the way to cheetahs is still okay. Yeah. But a well, full cheetah is too far. Full cheetah. There we go. No, I'm on uh, Team Ryan on this one. Yeah. If I see a spot on that sucker. To the freezer it goes. <laughs> to the freezer it goes. A <laughs> freezer full of bananas. <laughs> You're bred to me. That's yeah. it. Yes. Or smoothies. So, so you're, you're talking about the, the what banana there, Brooke? It's like a dead banana. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, boom, I'm done. I'm just, I don't Out. know why. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all want to prevent or hopefully uh, take care of each other before we become dead bananas. Um, our banana's dead here for the night, everyone. So <laughs> we are going to uh, sign off and burn out for the evening. So I uh, hope this has been helpful. If you feel like if you feel like you know someone who might benefit from this information about burnout, please uh, feel free to forward this podcast to them. Uh, I think it's kind of an epidemic, as I was saying earlier today. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Please like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, 
or YouTube. Send your questions to info at mentalhealthbootcamp.com. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Ask us any sorts of questions. We're not burned out, as we said before. And uh, and that's it's okay if you are. And it's okay if you are. It's all right. So that's it, everybody. Have a good night. See you later.